is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Welcome everybody to number 71 of the Schaefer Baseball Report. It's not your normal podcast. No, no, we talked everything from Thanksgiving dinner to... Hall of Fame ballots and yeah, whatever else you want to whatever talk about. Whatever else. It, uh, that's the beauty. I mean, we come in here, we have no notes. Nope. We have nothing. What do you think you want to talk about? And then we roll with it and we go with it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I enjoy it that way. It's like, yeah. like you walk into a bar, right? Yeah. Don't you don't walk into a bar get. with a script. Don't know what you're going to get. You, know? you just start, you start, you start <clears throat> the, uh, the convo. And it rolls. Yeah. It works. Oh, yeah. Never seem to get jammed up. No, we're almost at 10,000 downloads, so... 10,000 downloads. People seem to enjoy it. Okay. They like to listen to the stupid people, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, enjoy the show. Uh, number 72 of the Schaefer Baseball Report. Good to see you, One Tool. 72 or 71? 71? I think we're at 71. Are we at 70? We are at 71. Yeah. Gotcha. Pushing it. Gotcha sleeping. I'm pushing it. Oh, no. It's just not sleeping, just brain dead. Period. That's it. And easy cheese. Didn't kill anything when you were up in the up in the hills? No. No luck in the mountains. No luck in the mountains. What do you do up there? You just just walk around and hope something comes up to you and uh, I mean you say shoot me? You most days you break it into two two hunts, a morning hunt and an afternoon hunt and figure out what the weather's doing, what the wind's doing, and then try to figure out a plan for what direction you want to attack whatever you're going after. What the wind's doing? Yeah, I mean, because uh, you got to be downwind, so they. Yeah, you want the wind in your face whenever you can, because they'll they'll bust on you really fast. And they uh, they say uh, deer and elk and, and anything like that. They uh, they'll see you twice, they'll hear you twice, they'll smell you once. So ah. you, you can't get busted with the with the smell. And you move around and stuff so much up there, like uh, scent locking. You know, you see all these guys with the scent lock stuff. Like scent lock, like like deer urine and uh, stuff like well, that. Well, they, they got like. Um, you know they got like clothing and stuff like that, and then the spray stuff, and and that's all good. But when you're when you're up there, you're moving so much that you can't you can't stop it. You know it's it, out here when you hunt whitetail out here, you hunt in a tree stand and you're and you're static, so you're just sitting there. You can you can manage your your scent here, but uh, that's that's the big part of it. Some deep stuff managing your scent. You gotta manage your scent when you go out to a bar, right, and chase two legged deer. Oh well. <laughs> You worry about that until you hit a certain a yeah. certain lubrication level. And then you're not worried. Then we have comb hair. We show up. Like, did anybody shower this morning? I did. You lie. Yeah. <laughs> John and I are managing a different scent right now. Right from the gym and straight to the mic. Oh, the, yeah. I thought, I thought your coffee smelled extra special today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, so we're talking to a lot of college recruiters right now, or college head coaches and stuff like that, about kids that, you know, primarily for us are 2021s, and we're, we're locking down our final pieces of the 2020s, and hear more and more and more every year how important the JUCO route is for these guys to recruit. Uh, yeah, and it makes sense, you know, when you look at it, you know, and, it, and it's almost kind of a, you know, it almost parallels what they do in the big leagues, just the way that they're, they're going after more college players and stuff like that. You know, it's an easier way to get more information on a guy, and they come in and they're, they're ready to play when they, when they get there. Uh, as where you know if you if if you're in a program where it's win now you know you need to you need to mm-hmm. win some games it's tough to take that that uh, high school arm in or that high school kid who's a, a project and is a year or two years away from from uh, putting in any kind of considerable um, playing time on for you so you know it, ma- it makes a lot of sense and then from the you know from 
you, you, if you scrub ego away from it, as far as the kids are concerned, it's it, it can be a huge benefit as far as the the, the tuition costs. Sure. Uh, you know, baseball is not fully funded, so you know, very few people get you know any considerable scholarship. Um, you get you know there's that aspect of it, and then again, you know, after you're you know you're a free agent every year. Mm-hmm. You know, your your freshman year, your sophomore year. Uh, you know, you go into your your junior year, and that you, you know you're finally settled, I guess. But it leaves a lot of options open for guys that um, maybe are late bloomers and things like that. You know, a, a year or two of seasoning at JUCO may put you at that school that you you wanted to go to when you were 15. Yeah. As where if you know if you, if you have to be recruited when you're 17 or 18 into a school, you may not fit that bill. Yeah, this is def- another piece to that too, because a lot of these kids that will go into a college thinking that this is what they're you know, this is what they want to do, be a college baseball player. And then they get on it, get into that environment where they're working out at 6 in the morning, going to training table, going to class, going to practice, and have to study again. And they get on that hamster wheel and they bail out. How many kids have we seen, you know, jumped out of a Division One program because they wanted to go to the D1 program? They weren't going to play right away. Because a lot of these kids are, you know, they're, they're, the, you know, they're the big fish in a small pond. And then they get to... Uh, a, a situation where they're not playing and they're not used to that, and some of them may not play for two years. You're at, you're basically just practicing and shagging for two years. Yeah, it's a it's, it can be a tough pill to swallow, and and that's why you know it's so important. For, you know, you, we see it all the time, and you know I, I hate to bring up these old things, but I mean college coaches are guilty of this to an extent, and and showcase coaches are, are extremely guilty of this. Is is selling selling a you know a, a fake bill of goods. Mm-hmm. You know, selling selling players to schools that don't belong don't belong there, or you know, at, a, at you know, like, like you mentioned, you know, maybe it's their you know some their sophomore year, but probably their junior year before they're playing. You know, that's you're not helping you're not helping the college team in the long run because they're sitting there with two years of of not waste, but two years of having to to have patience with a guy, and then you know the the kid, you don't develop as much when you don't play. I don't care what they say, mm-hmm. you got to play the game. You um, you got to go to camps. Got to go to camps, and you have to play the game, and you have to have people. So on the other, you know, when when you're calling in, when we're calling in and trying to put a kid in a situation, we're pretty we're pretty smart about how we go about it because we're not going to try to push a kid into a situation where he's not going to help a program at some point along the way. And the other thing is, if you start trying to take a kid that doesn't belong and stuff him in there, and then somebody bites on it, and then all of a sudden it's a bad apple. That, that ruins our reputation. It makes it more difficult for the next kid that really probably deserves to be in there. Yeah. No, and you see it every year. I mean, there, there, there's, a, there's some schools that have, you know, 80 kids in their program with JV and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, the, those, those are pretty easy to manage. But when you see some of the, the smaller numbers, schools particularly, you know, roster size anyways, uh, if, you, if, you send them, if you send them a player that, that isn't what you sold them, then yeah, it's going to be super super hard the next time that a, a player that fits that profile wants to go to that school, and it's your word that is you know kind of getting their foot in the door. So you have to be really delicate with those kind of situations. It sounds like these college guys are starting to give more money to JUCO guys as well because they want to come in and if you're going to change your program, you're going to come into a new program. You're a new coach. It's kind of like a program that's been you know just kind of beat on a little bit, and everybody kind of makes fun of. You know, like yeah, we can send that kid there. You know, but if you want to change that 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 program, that JUCO is going to be able to do that for you. Yeah, JUCO is going to be able to do it. You know, you, you get you know, it all depends on the job. You know, certain there are certain expectations at different schools. You know, if you go into one of the Power Fives or or some of the top end mid majors, 
um, th- there's no there's no time to to sit there and, and you know you don't have four years right. you know to get through your class before they're going to start questioning what's going on there. Um, and so the easiest way to do that is to make sure that you know you're bringing in some players that are that are able to contribute immediately. And and the JUCO route is a much easier way to find those players. Hall of Fame ballot. Got it. I'm not Got at it. it again this year. You're not right? on it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm weird. You're sitting at home at the end of the year waiting for awards, oh, and now you're not on the ballot not again even this year. On the ballot. All right. There's a, there's a lot of names that you're saying. It basically takes ten years, and you can get on the ballot. Ten years of service time, and you yep. uh, and you're on the Hall of Fame ballot. So you're I on mean, the Hall of Fame. Ballot. You know, if every single one of these players had a good major league career, whether whether oh, they're Hall of Fame worthy or not, I mean, these guys are. These I guys look at I look at every one of these guys deal. have a nice pension coming. That's <laughs> how I look at it. That's ten years. Ten years is is you get the gold card. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you got guys like you know JJ Putts and um, Raphael. For call, for call, for call had a, a good, you know, good career. Uh, Rola Banez, you know, Heath Bell, these guys, uh, you know, at some point or another during their careers, they had a good enough run where you know they, they submitted that ten years, you know. So interesting on this ballot, you got Bonds again, right? You got Ramirez, and you have Giambi mm-hmm. and Sammy Sosa. Mm-hmm. Any of those guys even get a shot? Does Bonds ever get a shot? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think. Ah man, it's gonna be one of those deals where it's like a posthumous kind of, you know, like after after like when he's dead it, or close like to Pete Rose it, thing or, or close to the it, Pete Rose you know? thing. Yeah, he would have to, to let it. Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame before he let Barry Bonds in. Yeah, and I mean here, here's the here's the thing: it's, it's called the Hall of Fame. It's not called the Hall of uh, Accumulated Stats or the Hall yeah. of these things. I mean, so you know, I mean, as far as baseball and fame, I mean, you know, some of you know, you may consider some of it infamy, but I mean, he was, I mean. For a decade, he was baseball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's hard. It's super hard to ignore those things. Even though you know, my you know, I'm sitting here with my my morals and my principles, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I don't want to see. I, I don't want to yeah. see him in on the on the natural ballot. I don't want to see him in on the on the first one. If the, right. if the veterans view it as something, the veterans committee views it as something, that's great. I you know what? Something I want to bring up, I guess, is and this always. Uh, sports writers are awesome. I mean, they do a good job. They cover the sport. They're passionate about it. Uh, I don't like that there's not a a player side, a player percentage of the voting. Oh, the voting, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether, you know, 40, 40, 20, where you give even the, the <clears throat> fans sure. 20% of the vote or something like that. But, um, you know, one of the things that I was looking at a day or two ago was the percentages that um, some of the, the greatest players of all time have had going into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Mariano Rivera was the first 100% guy. Right. And I don't think anybody argues that he's a Hall of Famer, clear first ballot Hall of Famer, all, sure. that, all that. I mean, fantastic. But really, is he the first guy that should have been 100%? And I think, out of everybody that's in there, out of everybody now, that's sure, in there, no. I yeah. mean, yeah. it comes, it becomes personal. It does, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this is the easiest way to weed off voters. If if you didn't vote in, you know, Nolan Ryan on the first ballot, right? King Griffey Jr. on the first ballot. If you were that guy, you lose your vote because you're not competent, right? Like, what game are you watching where this guy is not a hundred percent? Some guy left him off the ballot. Is, is, is you know, Cal Ripken wasn't a hundred percent. How are these guys? Ah, uh, that one's an arguable. That's arguable. Cal uh, Ripken you, should you, be a hundred percent. He should be a hundred percent, right? No. Why? Why? What? If if he was on the ballot right now, why wouldn't you? Because vote for there's him? guys in the hall with better numbers than he had as as a. No, no, no. A, this this ballot. This, right now, oh, not right now. not all time. If, he, if right. Cal Ripken was on this, 
Would oh. you put would you put a check next to his name on this list right here, or or, or on the list from two thousand six or whatever? Okay, so the greatest thing that Cal Ripken ever did, and I'm a Cal Ripken fan. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. right? I, 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 what's the greatest thing he ever did? But play a number of games. I mean, so you don't even think he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't think. I listen. If 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 you were if you were taking the players that. You know, put up numbers all along the way. Um, you know, he didn't do anything substantially great. He did a lot of things good, and this is my argument with Jeter too. And I'm a Jeter fan, right? I, I'm, I'm more, I'm more of a Omar Vizquel would deserve more votes from me than Derek Jeter did. Just Derek Jeter played in a different market. Here's the thing: you get, you get your votes, right? Right. If those two guys are on the, go, those two guys are on the Hall of Fame right. ballot right now. Okay? Yep. I don't think there's anybody in the world who would say Derek Jeter is not a Hall of Famer. Is that right? Sure, I agree. Okay. Now you go through this list, and you have five. I think you get to check five or six boxes. Right. Maybe it's even more. Maybe it's. How is he not one of your checks? Okay, so check your boxes. Go ahead, real quick. Just look down your list. All right. Okay. And you don't have to use all your votes. Okay, I got. Now the, you're, these are these are your, your you have five guys that could go into the Hall of Fame right now. Pick five guys off this list. Doesn't okay. matter on Here's votes. Doesn't matter on percentages. The five guys, my argument, going back to the beginning of this, is Derek Jeter, there's no Hall of Fame that Derek Jeter isn't in. Okay. There's no There's no Hall of Fame in the world. Everybody agrees that he is a Hall of Famer, correct? Okay. Why is he not on somebody's list? List for what? I'm not... Why is Why, do, why is some writer not check his name? Oh, well, it's personal. That's That makes no sense. And you lose your vote. Right. I get you. I get you. So <laughs> you I, lose I, your I, vote. That, that's my point. I'm just saying, but if, you know, it doesn't, if, if you're picking... If, if you're doing a ranking system, mm-hmm. the better shortstop is Omar Vizquel. More championships is Derek Jeter. Played more, in New more York. Hits is Derek Jeter. Captain. More offense is the, Derek Jeter. The best, the, best, the best guy is, well, he played more years than, than Vizquel. That's sure. Well, so, I mean, you, know, I mean, you got a 310 hitter versus a 280 hitter. Right. It's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's but you the also, difference you know, right So I guess I'm, I'm as a defensive specialist. <laughs> <laughs> so pick him. Go ahead. Go down. All right. Well, I mean, Jeter is a okay. no He's a no doubt. There's your one guy. All right. Got Jeter in. I got Vizquel in. And, okay. And, and I, I equate him exactly to Edgar Martinez. If you're going to put a guy in that is only offense, why wouldn't you get, put a guy in that is the best defensive player? Okay, so I mean, he, good argument. I'll give you my argument when I get to him on him. All right, so I got those two. Those two are my sures. My my guy that I'm like, I think it should be a 75% guy. I think he should get in, is Schilling. And a lot of that has to do with postseason. I mean, he was a really, really good sure. pitcher for a lot of years. Yeah, if you could eliminate all the noise outside of the locker room in the field. If you take away yeah. if you take away stuff he's off a, the He's field, a walk. Yes. Yep. I, I mean, and, it, you know, it's yep. – I don't think that they put enough – emphasis on postseason stats mm-hmm. you know when you get a player that's that, that's you know he, he, he's pretty close to messina and he's got the same world series yeah you know playoff i feel like that's that's why you play the game you play the game for the for that stuff uh those are my those are the three that i i had on my list with my buddies the other day that i was like i like these three these are my three all right the, the, those three you want to go with those are the three those are the three that i you I, could, I you, put could in the hall you could put in five steroid guys if you wanted mm-hmm. on this list. Okay, so I'm with you on Jeter. Okay, is he my 100 <clears throat> percent guy? 
No. I would, I, I would have taken a Griffey over him as a 100%. So you had to say, yeah. who, who's your 100% guy? Jeter's not my 100% I, guy. I'm not saying that any of these, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I think Griffey was, you know, Griffey's a 100% guy too. And somebody right. didn't put him on the sure. ballot. Like, yeah, didn't even vote. Yeah. How, how do you not right. put Griffey Jr. No, I'm, on I'm, I'm with you in the argument of, you know, they, they have to lose something. Um, so I'm, I'm, going with, I'm going with Jeter. I'm going with Vizquel. Um you know, you know. After that, this thing becomes kind of like uh, it all looks the same to me, right? So here's here's an interesting one that I would I would definitely consider is Larry Walker. I like Walker. Yep, and that's you know, I mean, he's he, you know, he he played in Colorado. I mean, he played in great hitters part, but he put up big numbers. He did everything he's supposed to be doing. You know, played for a long time. Uh, good defender. You know, he had a think, cannon. Yeah, cannon. You know. That's it, you know. I mean, I really, you know. I, what about Manny Ramirez? Well, he's a steroid guy, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's a he, steroid he, guy. So he, you know, you look at this list. You got Roger Clemens, literally right? suspended for it too. It's not yeah. like some of the other guys where it was yeah. all just hindsight stuff. It and was then like, came back and got it again. That's like a Rod. I mean, you know, twice. How many times you you know? It's, it's never going to happen. But that you know, it's, it's an interesting list. I mean, all these guys basically. Let's see, Bray, well, Beckett, you know. Adam Dunn's never going to get there. That's not that's not happening. Andy Pettit may be a a, a next ballot guy. Yeah, but HGH. Yeah, that's Sorry. true too. Yep, same thing. What about Billy Wagner? Billy Wagner, I think. I, yeah. I mean, if you make the the case for Trevor Hoffman, if you take uh, uh, Wagner's thirteen years against Hoffman's eighteen years, obviously you got yeah. a little more. Uh, Wagner's numbers, the years that those thirteen years were better than than Hoffman. So I mean, I think he's. You know, if he could have played another two or three years, I think you probably sneak him in pretty easy. Yeah. I think it's, you know, he he's probably not going in right now. My argument for Vizquel is not so much Vizquel Jeter as it is Vizquel um, Ozzie Smith. Yeah. I mean, he's he's that, and I think he had better offensive numbers than Ozzie Smith, mm-hmm. you know. So he, you know, he to me it's, it's a lock. I think Omar's got 11 gold gloves. I mean, how could you keep that? That was one of the things I said about Jeter. Is like he wasn't a Gold Glove winner until yeah. until Vizquel retired. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Now Vizquel, Vizquel yeah. is special, man. He was a special defender. He and he gave you some offense. Yep. He gave you some offense. He, you know, he ran well. He did everything right. Um, honestly, some of it was just the <clears throat> the the mar- you know the marketing, you know, from him. He wasn't as household a name as Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith was you know bigger than the game kind of. Yeah. Well, kinda Omar player. spent a lot. Listen, he spent a lot of time in Seattle and he spent a lot of time in Cleveland. You yeah. know, I mean, those are kind of obscure I mean as good as Cleveland's been I never really kind of like you know even if I'm flicking through the channels I'm, like, I'm not going to stop I'm going to stop and watch Cleveland I just kind of like go through mm-hmm. it you know um, but I'll stop and watch Houston now well here's the thing even like St. Louis up. even St. Louis who you you know you almost you know you look at the you know when they started playing baseball and mm-hmm. you know going back to 1900 and yep. that kind of stuff you still gravitate towards St. Louis more than you do Cleveland sure. and it's like there's there shouldn't be, but it is. As a stigma, it's like uh, it's like Charlotte and Gastonia. No, <laughs> I'm gonna get beat up again for Gastonia. My head coach was my head coach at the gala. You know, we we have all, there's a whole history of Gastonia and him. You know, when he's uh, and his current wife is from Gastonia. So we were. I was making jokes about Gastonia. Yes. <laughs> he got pissed at me. We sat down at the table. He's like, "Did you intentionally say something about Gastonia? Did you really? You know, I'm like, he's 90 years old. He wants to kick my ass." <laughs> uh, I, I think every every city's got their Gastonia. So yeah. like, like in LA, like when I was a kid, it was Lancaster. Like yeah. you know, Palmdale, Lancaster. Ugh, yeah. You know, you don't want to be from out there. What was it in New York? 
Uh, Patrog. <laughs> no, I mean, there's there's a lot of that. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, I think got, it, like, at, at that point it was probably Belport. Belport was, you know, where you didn't want to go. Everybody, every town's got their redheaded stepchild. You yeah, know? and that's I, I, that's what uh, Gastonia is here. There, you know, uh, I used to say that, that's where. Um, what's that? Uh, <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst. Oh, yeah, so, so oh the, the, the Fred Durst. Durst. Yeah, he's from Gastonia. Is he? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. <clears throat> so is Hepatitis C. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just kidding, guys. Uh, so summer. just say some snowball chance in hell. Barry Bonds gets in. Does Sammy yeah. Sosa get in? Uh, if you if you open the floodgates, there are then, a Matt, ton then of Mark McGuire. Oh, sure. Then Mark McGuire yeah. has to get in. Well, he's then, past his 15 right, years, right. so yeah, he would go to the veterans committee. So, but that. You know, you, you look at Sammy Sosa, and he, uh, you know, between him and McGuire, I mean, they, they came together at the right time for the game of baseball. I mean, yeah. you know, the numbers were struggling, and people were disappointed, <clears throat> and all of a sudden, you know, same thing with Ripken. You know, Ripken's streak, you know, same time during a strike, and or just be, right after the strike, you needed that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting how baseball always kinds of finds a way to have something kind of special take place after... Uh, well, the Ripken Collective thing was market. organic. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if the Bonds and Sosa thing was it was necessarily no. organic. <laughs> no, but you know, at that time, nobody. Re- I mean, I guess there was a lot of speculation by everybody. In the, I mean, the players knew what was going on, but the, you know, the fans didn't have any idea. You know what? You know, I mean, obviously, you see guys that big or whatever, and you know, at the beginning, you're like, oh, these are just huge guys, and then, and then you start seeing some of the guys that like transformed during their career. Like McGuire was always a big guy. Yeah, you know, he was always him. a yeah. big guy. Yeah. Um, the one that always struck out to me was uh, Boone, Brett, Brett Boone. Boone. Yeah, Brett Boone went yeah. from like a you yeah, know, like a speedy, you know, kind of you know, good hitter, like a three hundred type hitter. Dude, he's All of a sudden, he's just hitting tanks, and he's like just he's, he's just the reason. Like he's, he's the reason that I didn't resign. Well, or get I got invited back to camp as a non-roster guy. They wanted to put a, somebody else on the roster. You know, tell me it's your job, whatever. I'm like, I don't believe that unless I'm locked in on a forty man. But Boone had come up the year before. And he was, you know, this is my second year. He had come up for for a brief period of time, and just like you're saying, just a wiry, okay player. I'm like, okay, you're here because yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad player. You're you're a boon. That's why you're here. You're not, you know, you you get the nepotism going. The next year in camp, this kid is jacked, Hmm. and I'm like, okay, and you know, those and those are the things that for for me personally, you got to start to think like, okay, am am I doing the right thing not doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, you're thinking, okay, I got to extend my career, I got to take care of my family, got to all do do all this other stuff, like, you know, and I'm going bust my ass in the gym just trying to, you know, just just trying to maintain, just be prepared, you know, because I lose weight during the season. I don't, and these guys are coming in just totally yoked and. You know, and it's, and it's all around you. It's not just one guy, you know. I mean, it's, you know, you start to look around like, wow, that guy's bigger. That guy's different, you know. And, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, you're staying the same. And, yeah. you have and to, it was easy to, you know, you saw some guys that you came in with. And it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that guy's doing it. And then there was, a, and then, you know, all of a sudden, all, all everybody's coming in and they're bigger. And it's just like, what? Like, yeah, and I'm like, and I got like, I got like natural supplements in my locker. Like, hey, you know, this is going to do it for me right here. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, supposed to take, take a yeah, sage you know, twice and, and, a day. and I'm meditating too. You know, <laughs> so where, where is the line for steroids? Is it if they do any steroids, they're not getting in the Hall of Fame, or is it more of if, if they've been busted? I'm sure there's guys that did Hall <clears throat> sure, steroids yeah. in the Hall. But I mean, if they did it to a minimal extent and they got caught. 
would they still have a chance, or is it more? If you got of, caught, if, you got you're, caught. You're done. You're done. You're done. So there's you're no done. chance of you're Hall done. of Fame after yeah. that. After no. getting caught, no chance. No, I, I I don't believe so. Giambi will never have a shot. Even though that he, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame guy anyway. He just had ten years. He had some good numbers and yeah, a couple he had some MVP good years. years, MVP years. But he, you know, it's he's not that guy. Too tainted. Yeah, that's just way too tainted. You know, Manny yeah. Ramirez, as good as he was, he he got busted. Mm-hmm. You know, twice. 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 Um, yep. You know, some of the guys that were, you know, just slightly preceded that, you know, your bonds and, and things like that, like they didn't get busted because they weren't necessarily testing for it at the time. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you're on a federal, you know, when you get, when, when the feds are investigating you, <laughs> you're uh, writing Balco books on yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, come on. Do you, see, I, do you see pictures of him now? He like, he's really into the cycling stuff, like the long distance cycling. Who's this? Bonds. Oh, he's no. like back to his like oh, his, uh, 1987 yeah. size, and he was a great player then. He was a whole. He was a hall. Of fam- fam- he was yeah, a hall yeah. of famer before I think he got into the the uh, vitamin S. I, I just I, it became ego for him. I think I think he saw Sosa and McGuire doing so much and getting all this attention. He was the better player mm-hmm. and probably the best player in baseball at that time, mm-hmm. and had to jump into this. You know, jump into that that limelight. And the only way that he was going to do is by dropping bombs. It's keeping up with the Joneses. But you know, it's it, it's it's amazing his walks to. The strikeout ratio, and you know, I mean, the things that he's done, he never had to do it. But I, I don't know what what does it benefit these guys now, you know, to be in the Hall of Fame, other than to say you're in the Hall of Fame. I would, you know, I'd die to be in the Hall of Fame. I'd die to play in the playoffs. I'd die to go back and play again tomorrow. But you know, I mean, it's almost like okay, wh- what benefit is there? There's not. Do they care because they have so much money now? You know what I mean? I they care. I mean, the same reason they did sure in they the first ca- place. Sure, they care. But I'm saying that it's it's not like you know. Back when, if you got into the Hall of Fame, you got an extra fifty thousand dollars. You got to go do endorsements and do different Mm -hmm. things. Now, now it's like, you know what? I got, you know, I I can't even imagine how much money A Rod has. No, and now he's doing endorsements all over the place. This is a steroid junkie right here, right? Well, not even a steroid. He's doing plants as peanuts now. (laughs) I mean, the thing about him is like it wasn't even just that he did steroids. The thing that just kills me about A Rod and like. And I mean, I know that he's probably got some valuable insights. I can't listen to him because he took people down that were innocent. Yes, he did. Trying to protect his yep. name. And yep. I can't. That's the part that yep. really bothers me. Really yeah. bothers me. Um, Ryan Braun did the same thing. Yep. Um, he took down uh, the, 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 you know, the testing guy. Yep. It was just the guy yep. that had to come in and, you know, yep. that's, a, that's an awful job in the first place. Yep. And now you got the guy fired from it and, because you lied, because you mm-hmm. couldn't. You, that that's a part that really bothers me about it. You remember Milky Cabrera's deal? Yeah. He created a website that like made up. I was like, yeah. Oh, geez. That one, I'll, I'll give him a little credit for uh, creativity there. I thought you were going to go that route <laughs> on, the, on the creative side. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the science now, it's interesting because if you look at the players, you know, obviously their facial, everything changed. You know, their, their eyes seem to get weirder. I mean, it was now there's, there's so much science involved. And we're incorporating a lot of that science in here. With tread and and P five in the carving station, you start to you know, you have to develop guys. But on the other side, sometimes I look at like the injuries are just kind of more frequent. Mm-hmm. I mean, are these guys have we overwhelmed them? You know what I mean? Have we made them you know too tight? I, I, I yes, I yeah. think yes. I think you know, and, and part of it just is the whole mentality of things nowadays. Where you know, we we start off with them in showcase environments, and it's like, hey, we just want you to go out there when when. when all the stars are lined up so that you show your best, right? And that's how they get, that's how they're conditioned to play, mm-hmm. you know. And and then you get to the the professional baseball, and it's you know it becomes a grind, you know. It's once every five or six days, and I th- you know the front office is perpetuating this by adding the extra player on the roster, yeah, which oh, you know half of me says, yeah. hey, great, another guy gets, gets service train. time, but it's it's also you know that's 
you're 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 changing how the other players are able to perform now. You're able to give guys rest and mm-hmm. you know and do these different things that these the generations before didn't have a chance to do. You know, you're carrying an extra bullpen arm. Yep. You know, you're doing you're doing things like that. So you're gonna lose you know you're gonna lose a fair amount of your grinders. Um, you know, that's that's just gonna be a thing of the past. You you can't grind. You have to go out there and be unbelievable you, right. know, you can't be you know swiss army knives and stuff like that forget it you know the only thing that you're a swiss army but you, you hit left-handed pitching so you're mm-hmm. in you hit right-handed pitching so you're in uh and then the, the 10-day il uh going from 15 to 10 was a was a big deal because that's almost used as two extra roster spots they sit there and they you know they'll use a starting pitcher and they'll skip a start with a starting pitcher they've got an off day so they don't mm-hmm. lose it and then they and then they they, they bolster their bullpen that way so you know you're losing a lot of that mentality. That mentality is it, 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 you know, it's the way they're setting it up. It's not necessary anymore to have that grinder mentality. That everyday Eddie, just go out there. You're gonna my get job. a day off. It's almost corporate. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's corporate. Like, oh yeah, no, it's a day game after. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we traveled uh, we traveled this week and uh, we've got a day game. So I'm you know I don't have to play. I'm not gonna play. Do you get to stay home? <laughs> oh. Go to your, the the little hug closet so, in, the, in the clubhouse. The hug closet, <laughs> the clubhouse. Yeah, uh, that's funny. I got a, I got a, I got a funny hug closet story. It's not a not a hug closet though. Oh, it's true oh. too. Yeah, when I made the big league team out of out of uh, uh, with the White Sox as a non roster invite, my roomie Gallagher, Dave Gallagher, had made the team. Had to get called up the year before. Was a starting center field or whatever. And, you know, I was going through the whole spring training and. You know, I'm, I'm 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 hanging. You know how it is when you get invited non roster like that first cut comes down and you're like, well, here I go back to minor league camp with freaking mm-hmm. 250 guys. You're and, sitting you know, there just one like, toilet and the freaking one shower. And you're just sitting there like one more week, please. So one give me more that meal week. money. Give me that. Give me that envelope. One more week. And uh, so I, I, I keep I keep dodging all these cuts. And I'm like, holy cow. You know, like I'm still here. You know, this is and I'm playing. And uh, so. Torbo calls me down to the line, like with three days left to go in spring training, and he says, "You know, the magic words are you're going north.' You know, I mean, you hear that, you're like, oh, thank you. you know, like, you wait to hear that. I heard that in, Did in you? A, when I was with Philly. Yeah, pretty cool. Isn't I, it? I was down in Clearwater, and they said you're going north, and I was yeah. like, yes. And then I realized they meant Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> you go north of the, <laughs> the border. Great white north. <laughs> They've got to throw the border in there. <laughs> you go north of the border. Yes. Yeah. That's Super too north. Funny. Super north. So I get, I get, I, you know, and. Uh, Torbok says, "Hey man, don't you know? Just don't say anything because they had to get rid of uh, Donnie Hill was still there, and they were going to dump Donnie Hill." And he's just like, "But you're going. I want you to know you're going." So I go into the I go into the dugout, and there's Galley, and uh, I'm like, "Galley, Galley, come here, come here, come here, come here." And we go in the bathroom, you know, you know, the at the end of the dugout, I'm like, "Dude, dude, I'm going north. I'm going north." So we start we're hugging, we're jumping like, <laughs> while Rennie, the hitting coach, walks in, he goes, "Oh, good God." <laughs> 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 Oh, so that's my hug closet, man. Oh, that, was, that was my hug closet. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. It was. That, that, that was that's a great day. That was a great feeling. And then I got. Then we got on the plane, and um, you know, then I hear all the horror stories. It's like, okay, they tell you you're going north, but there's three days left in spring training. Oh, waivers. And oh all my that god, it's all flying. You like it? You're, you know, and that's you didn't have the internet. You had you know the, the paper every day. USA transactions, man. You know, this guy. Oh, he, he's an infield. He's released. They can go get him. He's got ten years. Whatever. And uh, so we get on the plane, and um, we're flying out of Sarasota. And we're gonna we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to Oakland. We're gonna open up in Oakland, and um, 
I just knew that, you know, I just had to, like, God, anything can happen between. Because you haven't signed your contract yet. I didn't sign a contract. Oh, they're until, waiting. To, they're waiting they, for the last they're, second. They're ticking on me, man. So I go in the You're bathroom. You're in the on-deck circle for your first uh, bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, wait, wait. Come back in. So uh, I go in the bathroom, and I lock the door. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting, in, I'm sitting in the bathroom because I'm, you know, they can't see me. Maybe they won't pull me off the plane. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. And then Jeff Torborg gets on the mic and goes, truth. You can come out of the bathroom now. We got to take off. You're coming with the club. You know, I'm like, hey, hey, hey come out. <laughs> but you're still sweating it because we get to Oakland that night. No contract signed, right? Then you're supposed to go meet, you know, the, you know, there was the assistant GM at the time, Gould. And uh, I'm sitting in my room by that phone, man, you know, just waiting for this phone to ring. And it's getting, you know, we're like 45 minutes before the bus is supposed to, to go to the stadium. I'm like, you know, you're sweating it. And then the phone rings and you run down and you ain't getting. You know you're gone. So yeah, man. But those are those are ma- those are magic words. And then you're still hiding out behind like the oh, ground. No, listen, stands listen. I learned like how to hide for five years behind the Gatorade cooler, man. <laughs> it's like you know, no way. That was uh. I was the opposite end of the story. I had I had that bat. I three days before the end of camp, we're supposed to go to the exhibition games and uh, packing up the morning. The the pitching coach had told me, hey, you know, don't tell the same thing. Don't yeah. tell anybody. But you made the team. And the reason they don't want you to tell anybody is because. It's not 100%. Mm-hmm. And they picked up a guy off waivers um, oh, did they? before the season. And so they called me at the hotel. I'm sitting there. I'm already checked out. I'm like going out to the truck. Did the hotel still like spring training or the mm-hmm. hotel once you flew to the uh, the city? I was with Detroit. We were going to Philly to open up the new ballpark. It was their yeah. exhibition games mm-hmm. there. So we were flying up to do that and uh, got the call that morning. He's like, yeah, we picked up a guy off waivers. So you'll uh, head on to Ohio. Go to going Toledo? North. You're going to Toledo? Going back to Toledo. Going to be a mud hen? Yeah, so yeah. that that felt great. <laughs> that was that was a fun day. Yeah, listen, I've been on that. I've been you know being sent down and moved around. You know, it's none of that stuff is uh, none of that stuff is ever comfortable. But you know, for me, I just once you get over the initial hurt, like you gotta like you gotta suck it up and you gotta go. You just gotta go. You know, if you want to keep playing, mm-hmm. you gotta go. And I just wanted to play. You know, what I mean, I, listen, every every place I always said every place that I have been at has been my big leagues. Like. You know, you got to shine here to get out of this. So, you know, don't mope. And even when guys were going to the big leagues that I felt I should have been going to the big <laughs> leagues ahead of, they don't, you know, you you got to suck it up and, you know, and just keep on. It's, ju- it's almost, keep- there's a there's a point where you don't even, you, you don't even think about it as much anymore. Yeah. You know, you're when you're, when you're, when you're real young, you're in double A and triple A, you're oh, sitting yeah. there, you're your first year in triple A, you're you following it all the time. You're like, oh, I'm right on the doorstep. Yeah. Like you're. Your forty third year in AAA, you're sitting there and you're just like, whatever. That's what Shields Shields said. Mike was Mike was funny because you know uh, Lib's service was the other day. Um, Shields' mom and uh, so he was speaking. He was you know he's thanking everybody that was part of you know Lib's life and so on. And you know he's talking about you know his mom being at the front desk and she's the first person that you see when you get called up. And he goes and in Shaves' case, three times he saw her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was right. a, that, was, that was a classic line, but... Uh, the commuter. You were the commuter. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was uh, that was a great service. I mean, I, I've been through a lot, you know. I mean, obviously, when you, you're almost 60 years old, you've been through a lot of a lot of weddings and a lot of funerals. <clears throat> and uh, that was that was good service. The whole front office came down from St. Louis was there. That's awesome. Which was nice for support for Mike and... Uh, the baseball community was, you know, Bagwell was there, and um, there was just there was just a lot of a lot of people from all different walks of the baseball life that been involved in uh, in, in Lib's life. So it was it was a good time. Um, what you got going on now? You still taking care of your grandparents? His, his mom's on a cruise, so he's like yeah. he's like uh, he's like the nurse. Got to watch the dogs. Got to take grandparents to their, all their appointments and. 
So it's been a rough week. Adult life is yeah. not as much fun as I thought it was going to be. You actually thought adult life was going to be fun? Oh, yeah. I'm still I'd in be, denial. I, was figuring, I am so in denial. I thought I was going to be sleeping in every day, staying yeah. up late at night, yeah. uh, eating ice cream for every meal. You know, I mean, now I thought, you got a Peloton. Uh, oh, I had to get a, yeah. You now you got, <laughs> so there's no more ice cream. Uh, no ice cream. I'm hurting all the time. Hey, I, I'll tell you what, man. I, my legs, I thought my legs were going to be the problem. It's my back. The first day I got on it, I didn't yeah. have the, the adjustments right. Yeah. So I guess I was like doing it wrong or whatever. So I got all jacked up. I'm the first guy to get hurt on Peloton. I got, I'm the I think first it's a 10 day up and down on Peloton. Somebody's going to come in and take your place, give you a rest. I, I can't confirm this, but I think I'm the only guy to ever have to go to the emergency room from playing horseshoes. Really? Um, yeah, man. I, I, Did you get like, hit in the head or something? Were you drunk? Yeah. Okay, no comment on the second part. <laughs> but uh, I ran my shin across our the pole on our side. So yeah, I, you know, you I were threw down. my shoe and then I turned around. And you know how you beat those in the ground and they kind oh, of mushroom at the, the top? Yeah. Oh, right Just down my shin. You. Just yeah. sliced you. Yeah. Stitched and then I, up. And then I was, I was bleeding pretty profusely because of the... The uh, alcohol level. I didn't say that. I blood didn't thinner. say that. I the alcohol blood that. thinner. I, it was Advil. I had to take into Advil. <laughs> thinned out my blood too much. Yeah, so I don't... I, I mean, I... Knock on wood, I wasn't I wasn't ever hurt or anything when I was a kid. Nothing serious or anything like that. Yes. But the injuries I have had have been just stupid. As an adult, yeah. Like well, the reason I like I have aches and pains are stupid. It was like you're uh, you're groin a few years ago. When you, <laughs> yeah, when my you're hamstring. The kid. Yeah, oh, your hamstring. My hamstring. I'm showing a kid how to throw, and I go to throw my leg up. And we're in New Jersey, and I got to get on a plane. I'm like, no, get your leg higher. I know nothing about pitching. I didn't even belong out there doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, you should get your leg up higher. Pow. Oh, what the hell was that? <laughs> then I got to get on a plane with a pulled hamstring. I got to be like, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. That stuff is. Uh, you got to stay in motion when you get old, man. If you if you slow down, I think that's a good thing for you know being in here throwing BP and hitting fungos and keep the hand eye you going. Got, you got to keep going, man. You need to play flag football. Oof. I knew he'd mix in some football talk. Yeah, yeah. listen, I, I there's no way. Hey, the Jets got three wins. We can talk now. <laughs> ah. Did you see the uh, the text I sent you and John? No. Oh. Ooh, yeah, don't 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 look at it. Don't no? look at it right now. Okay. Later. Later. No, it's a good one. All right. You'll enjoy. It. You'll send it to a lot of people. I yeah. There's, there's like this whole like don't send it to under, Sue. underworld <laughs> underworld. Don't send it to Sue. Don't send it to Sue. <laughs> I send some stuff to my wife every now and then just to kind of shock her. <laughs> yeah. So it's like hey. Yeah. Well, this will do it. Oh, this will do it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh oh. Yep. Is it? It's not the guy on the pony, right? No, no, <laughs> no. It's not great. That one. I, look, I go back and watch that one all the time. Taking a that one in the gagger. Oh, the the guy, the, <laughs> the toilet plunger guy. That's yeah. me, man. My family would. I would like to have to clean the litter box out. You know, and we had the cats before. You know, Amanda didn't want any animals, so we were like on this death watch. Like when both one cat died, it's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, you know. You know, She's the like, boys are all upset. She's like bumping. one down. <laughs> but I would, I would, I, I can't handle that stuff, man. I can't handle diapers, and I can't handle, I can't do it without like, like hurting myself. That's where I would get hurt. Well, speaking of diapers, like, you're yeah, going down to Florida, aren't you? I am going to go see my granddaughter. Going to go party with a one year old her nice. birthday. Yeah, I'm excited. Leave today. So, well, cool, man. Another good show. Another Enjoyed one. it. Yep. Okay. And uh, we will be back. Well, we should do one before. It's Thanksgiving next week? Thanksgiving next it week. It is. So what we'll do you, are, you, are you in town or are you heading out? Um, you guys staying? I'll ask Anna. Yeah, I know. You like me. Like, what's my schedule? I know. Well, if we don't have one next week, we'll do one the, the Monday. No, I don't want to wait till then. All right. <laughs> 
What's our last day? Wednesday? Thursday? Wednesday? Thursday is always Thanksgiving. Okay? Is it? Okay. Thursday is always Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So usually a big holiday family. You, know. no? you didn't know Thanksgiving was on Thursday? I yeah, think I did. I thought it was Tuesday Lord. or Thursday. Tuesday or Thursday. I knew it began with a T. So I was. <laughs> I would have showed up for dinner on both days, so I'm not worried. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we appreciate everybody, and uh, hopefully we uh, throw out a show before Thanksgiving. We'll make a turkey day special. All right. Peace out.